right, sports fans, welcome back to another episode of Pez's Picks. I am Jeff Hartman. I am not Pez. I do not make these picks. The guy next to me, the guy you're going to hear next, that's Pez. What's up, Pez? How's it going? Well, Jeff, we're, we're counting down to summer and counting down to another football year. We've got another week or so from March Madness, so it, it's gambling heaven right now coming off that Super Bowl. Yeah, and you've been busy. I heard you on the call sheet with Coach KT Smith talking about your NFL season wrap-up and stuff, and you were pretty happy with things. It was uh, nice of Coach to have you on to pump up our show. Well, you know, it's where we started. Uh, brought me on as a consultant, and uh, <laughs> look where we've come, Jeff. I mean, we're yeah, we're blowing up. We're getting calls from Monte Carlo, from uh, from over there, Thailand, over there, Malaysia. They, everybody <laughs> wants a piece of the show. I mean, people better this, get in soon before we yeah. blow up and start charging Kardashian money. This is just the beginning. This is That's just it, the brother. beginning. That's <laughs> it. All right. So this is going to be a different show in the off season of the NFL football, college football season. And so we're still going to talk about gambling in different ways. We're still going to gamble on sports and we're going to give you some picks every single week. And one of the things that right now we're going to pride ourselves, I mean, my gosh, we're at the end of February, we're getting ready to roll into March. You know what that means. It's March madness. The NCAA hoop season is just starting to heat up last week. In case you missed it, go back and listen. Pez gave that crazy statistic about the number, the number of top 10 teams that have lost and been upset by unranked teams. But you want to dive into college hoops this week. What do you got? Well, Jeff, you know, we're not, you never dive in head first to college hoops. Uh, you know, maybe a cannonball, uh, yeah. maybe a jackknife, especially with this year. Uh, the numbers we talked about two weeks ago, the carnage has gotten worse. UConn, UConn goes down hard. Um, I believe lost by. By 20, the number one ranked team in the country. Uh, I'm going to look at this score because I still can't believe it, Jeff. They, they, they go down to Creighton last night by 19 points, 85 to 66. People were inking that UConn was rolling in, number one seed. They're not going to lose, soft schedule. So uh, the carnage continues. I, I think we're looking at 42% winners of top 10 teams against unranked opponents, even though Creighton was ranked. And I, I think this is a year you really, really can make some money on college basketball if, if you tread lightly because you, you, you're going to get teased by some of these high-ranked teams and, and looking at some chalk teams. There are a lot of, there are a lot of bargains out there, and yeah. there's a lot of teams that they're shifting rank. Odds are shifting because of big losses. Everybody's losing big at one point or the other. And it, it's taking us into tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we got two plays. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little shaded, Jeff. I, I went to graduate school, school at Rutgers about, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, I did some coaching with the soccer up there. So uh, as a former employee in Scarlet Knight, you know, I gotta, I gotta put that out as a disclaimer. I think tomorrow night shapes up perfectly to go along with this season. Number two ranked country, Purdue hosting Rutgers, uh, coming into this game, Purdue pretty solid. 15 and 10 against the spread. Rutgers, not bad. 12 and 12 against the spread. Purdue, a ton of pressure on this game. They know UConn got blown out. They know this is their chance. They get a couple more wins. They roll in. Number one ranked team in the country. You get the choice seed. You get the soft bracket in your region. Uh, Purdue plays no defense, Jeff. From what I've been looking at here, we've been punching the numbers at Pez's picks and using the supercomputers that FFSN supplies us. Uh, allowed 71 points a game. That is eighth in the Big Ten. So that tells me they're a little bit off. They go up against a hardcore North Jersey, New York-style team, Rutgers. 
only allowing 67 a, uh, a game, uh, uh, only allowing six, 67 points a game. They're only putting up 65. But if you do a little bit of quick math there, getting 16 and a half points from Purdue, I, I'm looking at this to be a close game. Uh, they did play earlier in this season. About three weeks ago, Rutgers lost 68-60. Uh, Purdue only 5-5 five and five against the spread in the last 10, which is about even with Rutgers. And when I throw in that pressure, I, I don't know, Jeff. If I was told when I was in college, I played a little little, little uh, liberal arts school. We played soccer, a little Division three. If I was told we win this game, we're number one in the country, I think all of us would have, as they say, uh, crapped the bed a little bit, Jeff. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> And as you know, there ain't too many old guys on these teams anymore, on these big right. teams. So Purdue's not – they're not going to have six, seven-year seniors. They're having blue-chip recruits. I think this shapes up great for a strong defensive effort out of Rutgers. And, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to win outright, but I'm not going to be shocked either. The numbers are with us. 58% of the time, these unranked teams are beating top 10 teams, but I think that 16-and-a-half bodes well for us. And, and I'm looking for a, a nice showing from the Scarlet Knights and – who knows? Maybe a late push to crack into that NCAA tournament. You never know with that team. So you've got the hometown play, Rutgers plus 16 and a half versus Purdue. That's going to be interesting to see. So you got the hometown play, and then the next the next pick is is a libido play of the week because you're taking the Arizona Wildcats, and we know right. the history with Arizona. Full disclosure, Jeff, because she's probably walking around <laughs> the home office here. Uh, my Arizona Wildcat wife, she said she's seeing it in the tea leaves. Arizona Wildcat graduate, Lute Olson, was the, the keynote speaker, the famous oh. coach from Arizona at her graduation, which for whatever crazy reason, they throw soft tortillas, they, they throw soft taco shells, millions of them go flying. I hope they didn't hit Lute. I hope that's not why Lute checked out and, you know, is, is taking the big nap now. But, but playing <laughs> wazoo, whatever the hell that means, Jeff, uh, Arizona, just like their football team, quietly a stud team this year and a pretty stable team. Number seven right now, laying 11 to Washington State, who's creeping in the top, top 25, I think, to 21, which is fine. Arizona's 17 and 8 against the spread. Very, very impressive ATS numbers for this time of year, and especially with the flip flopping going on. Uh, Washington State coming in hot, 8 and 2 against the spread in the last 10. I'm pretty sure not one of those 10 teams was ranked. You know what that means to us at Peasants Picks? Nobody's winning 90% of their games anymore in college basketball. I think Arizona, just like their football team, balance, solid defense. They're up for a big win, and Washington State comes back to earth and drops out of that top 25. I love Arizona. The good news about tomorrow's bets, and this is what's great about college basketball, especially for real gamblers, Jeff. You know, people go to sleep. Uh, I believe the, the Rutgers-Purdue game is a 7 o'clock game. We're looking at an 11 o'clock Eastern time start time for Arizona. So you want to be a real gambler. You're feeling good. Maybe we hit the Rutgers bet. Maybe you press it. Maybe you double down. Who does? Maybe maybe you put it all in the line for those Arizona uh, Wildcats. If We can blame my wife, Jeff. It'll be a lot of fun. All the gamblers sent some messages. If we lose, uh, we're, we're going to call her uh, code, code name. We'll call her uh, 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 Megan is what we'll call her right now, Jeff. And, and go ahead. Lay the wood at her. Throw it all at her. She says Arizona, she's guaranteeing victory, Jeff. So that's her nice. first guarantee, and we're going to take it. We're going to run into this NCAA tournament riding them, Jeff. There you go. So you got the hometown pick of Rutgers plus 16.5, then the libido play of the week, Arizona minus 11. And I got to ask you a couple questions before we go on to talking about future bets with the NCAA tournament. First, 
I go back to when we first started this podcast. One of the first times I ever spoke with you was the first time we recorded a show. And you said that you love betting football. You're not a huge fan of basketball. I'd like you to explain that a little bit more, the challenges of just betting the game of basketball, whether it's NBA or college, it doesn't matter. Well, to be quite honest with you, Jeff, as a former gambler, betting basketball is a lot of fun. Anytime you're having a lot of fun gambling, you should run and hide. Gambling <laughs> should not be fun, okay? Uh, I had, I have nightmares thinking of the times watching foul shots. You watch the last two minutes of a, a college or pro basketball game, your, your blood pressure is out the roof. You start seeing the amount of shots they're missing. Dribble off the foot. Sometimes they intentionally miss shots. That cost you all the money. Sometimes they intentionally foul. Sometimes they don't. The variables in basketball are incalculable. Uh, football, very, very, very steady sport. You don't get too many funny balls in football. You know, you don't have guys that are bringing out, the, you know, the, the pine tar and rubbing it in a behind your ear or anything in football. Uh, you know, you get the occasional miss extra point, which definitely burned people in that Super Bowl over loses by a half point. So that extra point did come into play. Oh, but yeah. that's about it. Some of these coaches, you know, like a Rick Pitino, that guy's going to tell his team only only shoot three some nights. Uh, you, you might have a team down 10 with, you know, 10 minutes ago. They might start found. Who knows? You never know in basketball. Uh, and as a former guy on the other side who was answering the phone with people calling bets in, I love college basketball, Jeff. People love betting it. It's on every night of the week. Friday night's the best. It's Ivy League betting. But who bets on the Ivy League? I mean, degenerate gamblers. And we love them, Jeff. We love them at Pez's Picks. <laughs> Harvard, Dartmouth on a Friday night. Who the hell knows who's going to win? So, Legs, our man Legs is a big Ivy League gambler. He's lost all four plays that he's told me uh, to put in this year. But having said that, uh, the odds are, are, are in the house's favor for college basketball. People that like it, they put in five to ten plays a night. They figure they're going to they're gonna press their luck. They'll put in more plays, they'll have better odds. I, I don't look at it that way. I think you got to analyze these games. you got to go with teams with some sort of a proven record. And this year, from what we've been looking at, Top 10 teams are only winning 42% of the time outright against unranked teams. Nobody knows what the hell's going on in college basketball. And I think a lot of that is, is the transfer portal, the NIL stuff, and coaches out, don't have control over these guys anymore. If you're not playing a guy, he's not starting. You know he's walking. It's no more learning on the bench for freshman, sophomore year at Duke. They're going to walk across the street to North Carolina, Wake Forest, or one of those teams. So I, I think you got to tread lightly. You know, and if we talk about, you know, uh, units, units is what we used to call uh, the amount of money you might be putting in. If you're a hundred dollar gambler, maybe you go into 25 or 50 a game, you know, let's, let's look at it. Let's not bet. Let's not bet the baby's carriage away. Think about the kids and, you know, the college uh, the tuition savings and let's go in and have a little bit fun and, and see if we can get our feet on the ground before we start going into a bigger unit place. Well, that's a great segue into my next question for you. Cause yeah, basketball can be a challenge and, you know, ever since you, uh, oh my gosh, what was the the, the movie with uh, Nick Nolte uh, and Penny oh, Hardaway? Blue Chips. Blue Chips, yeah. Ever since Fantastic. Blue Chips, you've become very skeptical of college hoops. Oh my God. <laughs> the point shaving and stuff. But nonetheless, um, I, I, I hear you talk about college basketball and you're talking about how these upsets are happening like crazy. Doesn't it feel like it's the antithesis of college football? Like college football was all front runners. You could have picked 10 teams and said the national championship is going to be won by one of these 10 teams. I'll bet my house on it. And you would have won the bet. Sure. Whereas in basketball, it just seems like every year 
is it's it's open. Who knows sure. who's going to win the, the tournament every year? And you couldn't even say these 10 teams, not just because of the tournament style, but just because these upsets that you're talking about, it's just cr- so crazy. They have the same NIL deals, same transfer portal stuff. What do you think the difference is between the two? Well, you know, with football, I mean, everyone now is going to have some solid players. You're going to get you're going to get top 50, top 20 ranked, you know, position players on every kind of probably every Division One AA team. College basketball, but but what you're lacking in football, you need those extra guys. You need guys that aren't ranked. You need blue chip guys that aren't blue chip guys. You need guys that are coming off the bench that are playing special teams, linemen that aren't nobody knows but are but are Division One linemen. And and I think the difference when we look at football and those big programs, they might have two or three of those guys, especially like in Alabama. Yeah. So if a guy's not playing well, a guy gets injured, you're not replacing him with some JV guy. You're replacing him with a guy who could probably play for every other team in, in the top 20. Uh, quarterback position, huge, huge advantage for the big program still. If you're a blue-chip quarterback, you're going to Bama, LSU. You know, you're going to Clemson, uh, uh, USC. You're going to Oregon. You're going to the big-name schools. You're probably not going to Purdue. You're probably not going to Michigan State or Virginia, where in college basketball or basketball in general, my favorite basketball time of my life about 20 years ago, Allen Iverson, guy did not practice, Jeff, but I'd never seen a guy play harder. I'd never seen a guy pound for bound, get more out of his body. We had four third or four straight NBA players. We had, we had guys that could not shoot the ball, but they played hard defense. They rebounded. And and they gave AI the ball and we make it all the way in the championship. I think we took two games off the Lakers. We won one where where AI famously stomped over Kobe Bryant after he, he drained a big three. College basketball, you have one blue chip player and you have four or five guys that are willing to do the dirty work. You can go far in, the, in that sport. So yeah. it, it's a lot easier to get hot in basketball, and, and it's a lot easier to get hot and go on go on a hot streak, right? I mean, UConn they shot horribly last night. Um, you know, one of the teams we're going to be talking about, Virginia, had like the worst shooting night in 15 years for their coach over the weekend. So it, it, it's a harder board to, sport to bet consistently. And, and they're not they're not predicated on, you know, having 100 solid players. You might yeah. need four solid players. You might even need one run really good player. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. All right, let's take a look at some future uh, odds here some future plays to win the NCAA tournament. You want to go into some of these teams and their odds and what might be a good, Hey, it might be a, it might be a shot in the dark, but yet it, it could pay off for you with a little bit of money. Uh, you also want to talk about, you know, future bets on the tournament and going to a real casino. So Pez, what you got? So uh, I, I think the good thing to do with future bets, Jeff, you, you, you analyze, you look at a lot of different websites and maybe you go to, to a casino to put these plays in, which we'll get to after we, we mention these plays. Uh, looking at right now for future bargains, Arizona plus 1100 to win the NCAA tournament. Number seven rank uh, team in the country. Offense is lights out. I think the last three games they've put up 101, 99 and like a hundred points unprecedented in college basketball. I mean, I know in the NBA you're putting up 150, but college basketball, shorter game, 40 minutes over 100 points in three games they're hot they play some decent defense and they can light the lamp and uh, you know that's everything in sports these days betting 100 to win 1100 pretty damn good odds up next a, a team that i still can't believe we talked about a couple weeks ago four times kansas was ranked in the top 10 and lost to unranked teams having said that everything i look at and read they have the most talented team got a little bit of injury bugs 
like all these college teams now. You get these guys that are coming in for a year. They know they're making the NBA. Tough to coach, right? Tough to bench a guy that tells you, I'm walking and going to the draft in June anyway. So maybe they're dealing with a little of that. Uh, I've walked on that basketball court out in Kansas, Jeff. Uh, weird place, that state. There's an oasis of, of normal life, and that's uni- uh, Kansas uh, KU, University of Kansas. And that basketball court is, is awesome. Uh, it, it's like the home of the Hoosiers. Uh, I, they build basketball players out there. I think if they can tighten things up going to the tournament, plus 2,500 is a steal for that team. I, nobody would be shocked if they blew this tournament outdoors off the hinges. A bet 100 to win 2,500 are probably the best team in the country. I love it. And then we're going to take a flyer. you got to have an ACC team in there. ACC, still my favorite basketball conference. Virginia, plus 15,000 right now. $100 wins you 15 Gs on them winning. And like we've looked at, any team's going to be going to be able to win this tournament. Virginia probably going to be a middle-of-the-pack team, maybe a 7-8 seed. Uh, coming off their worst loss of the, the season, their coach, another great name, Tony Bennett. Great name, Jeff. That's a winner's name right there. Tony B, one of the greatest rat packers ever. Uh, blown out 75-41 to 41 to Virginia Tech over the, over the two days ago. Uh, worst shooting night in the history of their coach's uh, career. So I think that guy who's won a lot of games, Virginia, uh, twenty and seven overall right now, pretty damn solid uh, season going on. Coming off a big loss, so we're getting some extra some extra dollars out of those odds. I love it, and you know we'll be looking at some other teams going forward. I mean, you're going to have sixty four teams, so we might have five or six of these these plays, and they're fun to do. And yeah. and like you were saying, Jeff, shop them around. You got you got your various. Uh, offshore sites that you can put money down uh i i myself i'm a casino guy jeff um casino offshore gambling to me i I still don't get it i don't know how it's legal i don't know how the fbi allowed it i had a good buddy 25 years ago he tells me i got a winner job i'm going to aruba to take bets two months later he was back home they were working him 14 hour days he didn't have a day off that no no fbi in aruba jeff it should be illegal they had no heat on them. They got no regulation. It's insane. So I like going to the casino. Uh, if I walk down the street from my house here, down the Jersey Shore, I can see Atlantic City. I, I love that town. I-, I started gambling in that town when I was 17, Jeff, and I, I might have had uh, an identification since I was a little older, but I don't think they cared back then. <laughs> uh, there are many variations when you go to these casinos, and especially today, there's sports books. So Atlantic City for me is gambler's paradise. You don't go there to have fun. The town's filthy. The town's crime-ridden. Buildings are falling apart. My wife and I, a couple years ago, went. There was a giant party. They blew up a Trump casino. All the old employees came out in their uniforms. People were drinking at 7.30 in the morning. You only go there to gamble, Jeff. You're not distracted. Uh, I've gone to Atlantic City casinos. I've checked in at a poker table at 3 in the afternoon. I've looked at my buddy and been like, what time is it? It's noon the next day. You don't even know it. They bring you hot dogs. They bring you a cocktail. It's usually not a good one. Uh, they're they're not bringing you cocktails with with the the type of waitresses you see in Vegas either, Jeff. No disrespect to women, but but we, we have an aging uh, cocktail waitress population in Lake City. My point <laughs> being, you stay focused. That is the place to go to win money. And I I don't know if people know this, Jeff, but it is legal in the United States for casinos to rig the machines. There's a certain percentage that they can adjust giving money away, or t- or keeping money. 
on the slot machines. And my guess is the other games can manipulate it a little bit too. I've had a lot of friends in the industry that have told me they can hit numbers at roulette wheels. So we'll be talking about that next week. We'll get a little bit deeper into games. But Atlantic City, whether it be the Borgata, whether it be the Tropicana, one of my old favorite dumps was the Sands. Unfortunately, that went out of business for gambling. We have a place now called the Ocean. The only casino in New Jersey that you can look out a window and see the ocean while gambling because the other ones want it. They want the lights. You don't even know if it's nighttime or daytime. Uh, I love, love Atlantic City for gambling. The ocean's got the best sports book I've ever seen. It's like walking into a in, into like a, one of those gaming uh, arenas that they have now, video game arenas. It's phenomenal. They've got odds from all over the world. Uh, love it. Now, having said that, I wouldn't be a real man, Jeff, if I didn't say I love Vegas. Vegas, you could go there. You probably get the most live odds. You could probably get your best odds in Vegas. I've been a few times. I even took my lovely Arizona wife there. When we went, she said to me, why aren't you gambling? You never gamble in Vegas, Jeff. The most distracting town in the history of distracting towns. I told her, I, I can't gamble here. Uh, one night I gambled in Lake City. The first night I went with my buddies, uh, my one friend passed out under the craps table. They didn't even throw him out, Jeff. They, they said, just put him in a chair. Everything's fine. <laughs> they brought him more drinks. That town, the lights, uh, uh, there's a lot of legal things there, Jeff. No, I'm not, I don't condone this behavior, but people you know, can hire a lady. The casino can give you a woman for the night. It's legal out there. It's a gambling trap. Only thing I've ever done there is sports gambling. Uh, I don't sit at poker tables there. I don't play their, their, their games. Uh, to go down the list of, of casinos that you don't want to play, Philadelphia. We got casinos there now. We've got one right next to the Eagle Stadium. It's called Philly Live. I love that place. Beautiful. It's like a club. Anytime you're in a club atmosphere, you can't be gambling. You got to be dialed in. You got to have the green visor on, maybe a cigar <laughs> if you're in a legal smoking state. Great place. I love it. Great sports betting place. Stay away from it. Florida casinos, Jeff. I don't know if you've ever been. Native American owned. Very shady. Uh, I've been to a casino down in the Hollywood, uh, Florida area, just south of Fort Lauderdale. You can bet on dog racing. You can bet on high life. It just smells dirty to me down there. There's some fix. There's, there's some sort of, uh, of scam going on. I, I caution people about going and, and gambling there. Cl even worse than Florida. Uh, I've been to the Kentucky Derby a couple of times. You take a little drive. Next thing you know, you're in Indiana. You can get on a riverboat. The boat leaves 10 feet from the dock, and they lock the doors, and you sit at sea for three hours. You, you got to buy drinks. Anywhere you're buying drinks, you're going to be losing money. I caution anyone to get on a gambling boat, which takes us to cruise ships, Jeff. Cruise ship gambling is unregulated. I had to make sure I checked this out because I've been saying it with my buddies for about 25 years. They, they go on a different regulation. It's some made-up society committee that doesn't have a headquarters. If you're playing roulette on a cruise ship, the, the ocean moves, Jeff. The boat's rocking. It's the most rigged thing in history. I think that they set the machines up to win on night one, and then every other night you're losing everything you have. Uh, my wife and I have been on a number of cruises. You get a card when you go on a cruise ship. What we love, what we love and we hate, your last day, you, you hand the card in, and they tell you your bill, how much you dropped on alcohol. You could do the same thing with gambling. It's funny money. I, I caution anyone to place any wager on any cruise ship, but enjoy it. And be careful with the pool, Jeff. I don't know how many filters they have on those cruise ship pools. Caribbean, fun place. I have done some gambling in the Bahamas and, and uh, some other places down in the Caribbean. Very fun, but tread lightly. Uh, 
if you get caught cheating outside the United States, I believe they kill you in most of these countries. So be very, very careful. Europe, I don't even go in those casinos, Jeff. The Russian mafia runs everything in Europe. You get kidnapped. <laughs> you get you get taken away. Putin will have you locked up in, in some gulag or something. So I, I do. Did, did you know, Jeff, the number one sport gambled in Europe is tennis, which tells me that's the most rigged sport in the world. Staying away from that. Uh, I even walked through a casino with my wife in China, Jeff. We, we took a trip there about 10 years ago. Uh, I wanted to gamble, but everything was in Chinese. So unless you speak Chinese like my cousin does, which I find incredible, stay out of those, those Asian casinos. Uh, uh, you're allowed to smoke in those casinos too, which also kind of blew me off a little bit. Uh, New Jersey, we banned that smoking, except in smoking sections in casinos, which I find interesting. The only buildings you can smoke in in New Jersey are casinos in the smoking section. Now, my wife explains to me that in the health industry, smoke travels. So I don't know if that's that's legitimate uh, health or not, but <laughs> do your homework, Jeff. Before there you go, go away, do your homework. If you're into sports gambling, they've invested a lot of money in these sports gambling uh, rooms. Um, my favorite casino, the Borgata, there's a, ain't too hot. And, and the ocean, wonderful, wonderful sports gambling place. You feel like you're competing in something. And if you put up a, a sports book bet, you, you usually get a, a drink or two, usually two free drinks is what the you get. So you can you can sit in there, you can drink, you can play all day. Um, my wife, wanted, she, she encouraged me to tell this story. We do a lot of skiing, as you know, Jeff. I've, I've gambled in, in Chile, South America. I don't even know if I won. It's a 501 exchange rate down there. So I, I was up maybe 100,000 or down 100. I don't know what it was. Uh, Lake Tahoe, you can go to breakfast at the resort on the mountain. And you can play video poker while you're sitting at the breakfast table. Fantastic luxury, Jeff. You put 20 in, you earn yourself some, some scramby eggs and some bacon. Wonderful experience. Uh, Montana, a state that I don't gamble in either. I watched that, uh, that Yellowstone, uh, Jeff, uh, that, that show yeah. there. A lot of people die in that show, and they never find those bodies. When they take them to the train station, it's a place <laughs> I don't want to go. If you don't own a cowboy hat, you should not be gambling in the state of Montana as a rule of mine. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I'm wearing the West Virginia shirt today for those that are watching live on YouTube. And I'm from Wheeling, West Virginia, which still has an operational dog track. And there were always reports of dogs that were fed certain food and a certain quantity of food compared to other ones. Uh, and that's how the, like the insider tips would go out and the guys sure. would win a lot of money. And there's been a lot of rings that have been busted in Wheeling. Sure. So yeah, there's some crooked stuff that happens in these places for sure. Oh, there the the winning uh the the winning dogs are feeding crystal meth I believe out there Jeff that that's the articles that I've read they're even feeding horses meth now I don't know if you saw they just found a horse rate uh, a racehorse with a meth in its system oh my uh, it, gosh I bet you they run really fast I learned on the Breaking yeah. Bad show that that does make you move pretty fast my man Tuco pretty fast dude after he would do a couple of the blue I shot um, away from that as well. So we do have to finish up with some golf talk next week. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of different casino games. We'll talk about that next week. Last week, tiger, uh, Woo! like boy, I mean, first and foremost, I did the bet last week on the, the bogey free front nine. He birdies number one. I'm like, okay, this is great. He got over that hump that we talked about the par five, one bogeys. Number two, my bet's done. My bet's cooked. And then the guy disqualified. He does no Jordan speed gets disqualified. He is out, withdraws because he's sick. I'm telling you, and Tiger can't play four rounds anymore. Jeff, uh, Tiger Woods show continues. I've never seen a more 
you know, in a sad way, interesting and entertaining athlete's life. I mean, the guy, you know, they had the fire truck, the ambulance the day before his back hurt, but then he had the flu and he's dizzy. Uh, he, the, the scene of the the scene of the incident where he crashes the car and his legs snap. I, I, I'm starting to worry about Tiger Woods. I mean, I, I've been worried about him for 10 years now, but it, I, I don't know what's going on with the poor guy. Still can hit it. You know, my, I was telling my buddy, I watched that first round. Guy guy on 18 hit one of the best drives I've seen him hit in years. A tower and power fade. Looked like he's 500 feet in the air. He's in prime A position, you know, which we call the mayor's office. <laughs> I think he had a wedge in his hand. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, hit yeah. It off, hit it off the hosel 70 feet right into a tree. I told my wife, and I stink at golf. That's a shot I would be pissed off at. I'd never seen him hit a shot like that. I don't know. He's a, you hit it off the hosel. You shanked the golf shot. That's what it oh was. He didn't want to say it. He goes, oh, my back was spasming. Now, shut up. You just shanked a ball on national television. You're Tiger Woods. I'm sorry. Like, if, if there's not enough red flags for people, but people just are gaga over this guy. I, I never have been, but that's just me. So, Well, you know, when he's hitting it, you know, at, at full energy, I, I, I never I, – Michael Jordan is the only other athlete I've seen as dominant at their game as that guy. And uh, Yeah. I think there's still a little of that in there. Could he walk eight, you know, uh, 72 at Augusta and get it no. done? I, to be seen, Jeff. To be seen. Now, you know the answer. You just don't want to say it. Now, <laughs> you, <laughs> you look at the waste management two weeks ago, followed up by the Genesis Invitational at the Riv Riviera Country Club. And so you have two big events. And so what do you get this week? The Mexico Open. No one's really playing this. There's not a lot of high name, big name competitors. A lot of guys are taking the week off. Yeah, they're recovering from the past few months, and they're going to start getting ready for this. A couple really big tournaments coming up. We're talking about the sure. players at the end of March, the Masters in April. Nonetheless, you took a look at the Mexico Open. I've got my bet. What's yours? Well, you know, you got a lot of new guys on that list, like you said, Jeff, and. You know, I hate to admit it, but but the live golf is it's taken a lot of, uh, out of golf for the PGA. We don't have as many fun guys. I mean, that's a tournament you would have gotten some of the South American guys and Sergio Garcia. They're all playing to live now. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't think of the the Mexican uh, player's name. Uh, he owns his own tequila. He's even at LIV now. And Tiger Woods even used to play that tournament. He hit that famous shot out of the bunker. Um, yeah, I, I I love that course. I love Mexico, Jeff. It's that's you know aside from no skiing, it's my second favorite country in the world. I I feel bad for them. They put on a good show down there. I, I'm going to go with a, a veteran this week. I, I I don't have his odds in front of me right now, but I'm going to go with Charlie Hoffman, who should have probably won in in Phoenix at the Waste Management. Yeah, a guy who's had some little bit of resurgence. I read that. He, he's been highly involved in the Players' Rules Committee, which takes a lot out of you. Rory McIlroy, I mean, uh, you know, he claims that's what had him slip the last couple of years. Seems like this guy's making one of these late 40s final push. Uh, a, a veteran, you know, and I, I know the guy that you're going to say I love him too. A veteran, I think, wins this week, and and uh, I, I'll be watching. I like the tournament. I love to play down there. It looks great. I mean, it's a great country, great place yeah. to visit. So I'm going to go with the odds on – leader to win this tournament, Tony Finau, you know, he, he's, he hasn't played horribly this season. He hasn't finished. Well, we talked before we hit record about how his putting has been streaky at best. He's plus 100 to win this tournament, according to fans, sportsbook. But then I, I was like, okay, what other bets can we have here? 
if Finau even comes out hot, if you want to get Tony Finau as the first round leader, it's plus 2,200. So if you think Tony Finau is going to come out because he's experienced, he's been there, done that, played in some big tournaments, uh, you could get him for plus 2,200 to be leading the tournament after round one. So that's what those are my two plays for the week. Birdie machine, that guy too. When he's hot, yeah. Jeff, the birdies just roll. And uh, I, from my recollection, it's a pretty flat course, which plays into his distance. Uh, not a tough putting course, which plays into one thing that he's not great at. Uh, I, I know he had some personal issues, some sort of lawsuit from a guy that claimed he sponsored him over the winter, sued that he owes him money because I guess he he sponsored him and his brother. Uh, from what I read, that that's kind of been cleared up. So maybe, you know, that's kind of taking the monkey off the back a little bit. Love Tony Fee now. Love his story. I think he got on the PGA Tour from that Golf Channel uh, big break show. I think he won it. I think that's how oh, he got really? on the tour. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, great guy. Nice family. Did not have a lot of money growing up. Uh, lived, in, lived in a small house with a big family. Him and his brother used to hit balls into the garage door. Uh, people thought that they were killing people or something in the garage. They hear about a thousand knocks every day. I, I love it. Self-talk guy, uh, great basketball player as well. And, and famously, the only guy to dislocate his ankle oh, at the par three Augusta and finish right. the round. Guy popped it back in himself after uh, a hole in one. Tough dude. I love him. And he he hurt his ankle because he actually played really well in the round one of that year's Masters, and then he just fell apart because it's a tough course you gotta you gotta be fully healthy to, to win that tournament walked so. it off tiger he he would have had a helicopter taking him off that that uh <laughs> that. Guy, guy, guy's getting an, uh, uh, i never heard of a fire truck for the flu poor guy missing my tiger i hope he i hope he makes a pushback jeff i hope so but i'll be cheering well, for fee now he, he's i will say tiger is the only draw for golf really right now because i, I i've said this on my golf podcast fairways and dreams you want to listen check it out um, the golf game misses a Phil Mickelson. They miss the Dustin Johnsons, the Breck, the Brooks Kepkas. The sure. there's some big freaking names, and now with John Rom going over to live, I and mean, my gosh, like they're, they're missing the these players in a week in week out basis on the PGA Tour. The only thing we can hope for is that the PIF and that PGA Tour Enterprises come to a deal and they get this international tour going where we get all the best players playing in events. Sure. That would be a lot of fun. So we'll see. But I all right, Pez. What's your final thoughts here? Well, you know, let's let's get dialed in, Jeff. Everybody start doing some research. You know, let's let's get over the football hangover. Let's get back dialed in. Start analyzing some of your college picks and 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 head out to your local casinos. Don't forget to tip your dealers. That's going to be a big part of our show next week, Jeff. When you tip, you win bigger at a casino. And mm -hmm. I, I think I know why. You know, I think the more you do something, the better you're at it. If somebody's tipping you a lot and they're betting number four on roulette, I think four is going to hit more than a dozen, Jeff. Yeah, there you go. Very good. All right, Pez, thank you very much. We'll be talking next week. In the meantime, check us out every single week. Pez, Take it easy. We'll see you.